Good morning and welcome back, Community Matters. Your girl, Super Cindy, and we are continuing the show with Dr. Simone Alicia. She is a certified NLP. What is that, you might ask? It's a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. I have no idea what that is, but she's going to explain it to us. Good morning, Dr. Simone. Good morning, Super Cindy. Welcome on this Sunday. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling <laughs> excited. I'm ready. <laughs> I love what you're pushing right now. What you're pushing is self-esteem. That's right. And you're doing it for young people, adults, or who? It's actually a combination. We're okay. focusing on the young people because obviously they need it the most in mm-hmm. many cases, but we're getting the adults in there too so we can get the support of everybody. Good, because I was going to say adults need self-esteem too, especially with Instagram going on. Oh, we all feel low. Man, <laughs> I want my life like that. Okay. It is the truth. It is the truth. <laughs> so let's get a little bit into um, you. Like Dr. Simone Alicia, who is Dr. Simone Alicia? All right. So I am this out of the box person that wants people to realize just how important they are and that there's something we can value within each of us. And I'm realizing more and more we don't know how to do that. Like you said, Instagram, social media, like a lot of stuff bombarding us Mm -hmm. and we don't really know how to reach. So I'm that person that just wants to see people reach their full potential. Uh, Born in Jamaica, living here, you know, just really wanting people to get to that essence of who they are because that's when they're going to give the best of them and to the world. And what is a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner? What is that? How did you know to study that? I never even heard of that. Right? So, so <laughs> or I, did you make that, that title up? <laughs> you caught me. You caught me. No, I'm just like, So actually, so part of my story is when I started off working with people, I actually was using modeling, okay. the modeling industry to help kids, particularly to tap into that special part of themselves. So I'd okay. be like, stand up straight and mm-hmm. feel good and let me see what you're thinking when you're on that runway. I don't want to see your clothes in this. I want to see what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And I was able to kind of get into their heads a little bit and say, all right, so if you're thinking these particular thoughts, it affects your behavior. And as I'm going down that road and knowing there's got to be more to this, I can I can fine-tune this a little bit, a psychologist a friend of mine said, you know, you should go study NLP. And I'm like, what's that? And then she hit me with the neuro-linguistic programming. I'm like, what? And so when you break it down, uh, neuro-linguistics is basically the language of the brain. So you're using mm-hmm. the language of the brain to affect our behaviors and our outcomes and how we wow, feel. Wow, that's so interesting. When you're studying that, what do they teach you like about the language of the brain because that, that to me sounds like love men are from mars and girls are from venus or whatever the saying is right like what is the language of the brain what is that so basically the idea is that we train our brains like our brains are getting trained you can call it brainwashing call it whatever you want but we literally have this way that we can talk within our minds, the way we're thinking, the way we're, we're perceiving things that affect how we behave so the language of the brain is understanding that what we put in we get out mm. and understanding that if we're, you know, there's different languages, com- languaging components, whether you're saying, you know, something using a visual language or auditory language or a kinesthetic language, it can get pretty fancy and pretty deep. Um, and the idea is to understand that at some level so you can use it to get the outcomes and the behavior you want. That's amazing because you know how people say every morning when you wake up, look in the mirror, speak affirmations. I am powerful. I am beautiful and things like that from when you're a kid, someone should be telling you those things. But But I never actually thought about the language of the brain to the extent that you're talking about. That's that's really like they should have like a two hour class of just that. Like you should have. I'm saying they You should have a class (laughs) because I would really love to learn the language of the brain 
to a deeper extent of like what you're speaking about. I agree with you completely. And as a matter of fact, I think that we should be teaching this in kindergarten. Hello, preschool. We need to have, right? <laughs> we need to have the kids starting to get this foundation because the affirmation idea, I love it. I'm always talking about affirmations. Mm-hmm. But there's a little twist to it sometimes in terms of that languaging of the brain. When we when we do that fake it till you make it idea, yeah. I mean, I, I feel you. I support the idea of, okay, let's practice it even if we're not fully there yet. I like that idea. But the problem when we fake it till we make it, sometimes we don't know when to stop faking it. We the just reality like, and the real. Yeah. We're just, and especially <laughs> with Instagram and social media. There you go. We're fake until we make it to the point that we're taking pictures and video of it like it's real. And we're faking it till we're faking it till we're faking it till we're faking it <laughs> and we're not crash. making it, right? Right. So we're not getting to the other end. we're not putting effort into making it. Exactly. We're just taking, putting effort into it making it look, look like, like we made it. 100%. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, not that. I mean, it's awesome that we broke it down like that. I know what you mean. So the affirmations are huge and again, it's about how. It's about kind of getting the feeling behind the affirmation. Reaching for the ones that do kind of feel true to you or feel like a real goal for you. Mm-hmm. Feel like something you want to feel. And then tapping into it from that place. Because affirmation, just to say it, is like, okay, you know, yeah. you fake it, you look in the mirror, you say something, you're like, whatever. <laughs> it's ain't working. Yeah, yeah, it's not working. <laughs> I don't want to do this. But it's so much deeper. So, yeah, it's, it's a good tool. And you said in your explanation of it visually as well. So is that also like a vision board? Like you cut things out and put it on visually piece of paper or cardboard and look at it every day is that the visual part you're speaking about that's a huge part of it Mm -hmm. and sometimes people don't want to go that way because you're like I don't have time to be cutting up stuff (laughs) and looking at a vision board like life is happening but Mm -hmm. it's it's everything visual it's what you're watching on TV Netflix YouTube it's it's what you're looking at and what we're basically feeding the brain because the pictures and the images last longer in our minds I mean you you see it and it kind of gets stuck so what are you seeing what's getting stuck the Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough images, the I can't do that images, the everyone else is better than me images, or are you getting images that, you know, I can, and I can put my mind towards this, and I can accomplish, and I'm good enough, and I'm beautiful in my own way. What are we What are we bombarding in the vision? And, and when you do a vision board, it's that idea of, yeah, let me cut out stuff that please me. Let me actually put effort into collecting and surrounding myself by things that actually would make me feel good. And that's okay. You know, in this day and time, like, our brains are being fed so much trash. Like, how would you suggest for, especially you're inviting young kids into your world and your teachings, what is your advice to young people and even adults, because we are so guilty of that as adults. How much trash is just too much trash? Because we, we're all going to get trash, True. music, videos, True. whatever. How much is just too much? The way I like to look at that, actually, I think of it like food. Like, if, you know, you, we all want our junk food and our snacks and stuff. But you don't start the day with that. You don't mm-hmm. go all day, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. You know, you have to stop, have your meal. And then when you have the meal, you can put a little sugar on top, a little bit of mm-hmm. stuff. So that's how I think of it for the brain. I want to feed my brain first with good stuff. So it's my affirmations. It's my inspiration is my prayer my motivation whatever it is that can feed me reading a book watching inspiration on tv and then after i really feel filled with that and i'm feeling kind of good and it's just like i'm i'm loving myself a little bit then i tune to the little nonsense and watch yeah, a little a bit of that you know laugh, get the little giggles funny in. Meme, exactly like exactly <laughs> you know but i think we, we switched it and we're mm-hmm. just really feeding on the nonsense instead of trying to get some wholesome and i think most of it we just don't know what words what words of advice do you give to people that really are so messed up in the brain Mm. that they can't tell the fake from the real. Like, they are truly living... They're like they're, I saw on Instagram, I'm really living my best life, and then they scratched out life and put lie. Like, oh, no. On Instagram, I'm living my best life <laughs> slash lie. <laughs> oh, what, what advice? Because people have to become realistic on this world is a 
is a crazy place. So to be honest, I feel like we're already starting to see a little bit of trending in that direction because mm-hmm. people are starting to put out those, okay, this is what I post on Instagram and this is what's really happening. Yeah. So I think we're starting to shed some light on this idea that, okay, this is not real. And I, to be honest, I think it starts with the adults, as we mentioned before. When we give our kids the phones and when we're starting to let them have access, I think a little bit more training has to go into this. Like, so what you're about to see... And kids you know, swipe better than us. Have you seen what? kids swipe on the phone? They have, like their pinky. Because <laughs> they're fearless. They're like, let me press this, press this. You're like, what is that going to do? I don't want to press it. Yeah. So they're, they're, they got it. And I think that we really just need to have the kids understand, like, what you're seeing is not real. I think more training in that, more bringing that to the attention and more people with influence coming out and being like, look, this is what is real and this is what's not real. We just have to kind of reprogram the brain. So as a doctor of new linguistic programming practitioner, as a normal person, and I put normal in quotes, <laughs> like how would I know that I need to go see someone like you? How does someone end up, whether they're in therapy or they have a life coach or whatever, like how do they end up in front of Dr. Simone? Like how do they get to you? Because I've never even heard, I never thought of someone teaching me self-esteem as your title. So how do we reach you? Like how do you get to a person like you? <laughs> so I think it's really what people recognize, man, there's something wrong. I'm just not feeling myself. And Mm -hmm. things that would take people to a therapist, take them to a psychologist, are often the things that bring them to me. But I tend to get the people who are like, I don't think there's anything wrong where I need to be Mm -hmm. diagnosed. I don't want medicine. I don't want to have like that stigma attached Mm -hmm. to me. I just need a pick-me-up. And that's when they usually make their way to me because they're like, you're going to label me? I'm like, nope. You're going to prescribe something? I'm like, can't do that. you know. (laughs) And so they're like, all right, so let's talk. So I do work in that coaching capacity. And so when they reach out to me, it's like, all right, let's kind of get into the brain. Let's tinker in there. And it's been amazing. The variety of stuff that I have learned, actually, myself learned, Mm -hmm. falls under the category of self-esteem from, of course, you know, body image, eating, but even stuff like behavior, motivation to do your homework, you know, dealing with separation in your household, Mm. different traumas and issues. And like I've found all of this comes under the umbrella of self-esteem broad, very, very broad, very broad. And people don't tend to think. Uh, self-esteem of that people think just because oh I look good they think their self-esteem is okay but like Deeper. you said it's such a such a big umbrella yes that so many things happen when we were six and we don't even remember until something triggers it or 100%. a lot of things affect your self-esteem and you wouldn't even know it a hundred percent I've and, even gone to businesses mm-hmm. and worked solely on self-esteem attitude you know perception of employees and had them make this huge transformation in the business in the workplace without touching marketing stuff and typically you know traditional business things and watch businesses transform just because we're working on the attitude and like with that mental space, who are you when you go to work and what do you want to bring there? Because that's what we're going to get as an outcome. I think that's so awesome. Like, I never thought of that. Like, for you to go in front of a group of employees at a certain workplace, because if you don't get that promotion, if someone else goes above you, if this and that, your self-esteem is all jacked up. And then it might definitely affect your performance. For sure. It has a snowball effect. And in sales, I mean, you know, you're walking up, you get dejected, you don't make the sale, things like that. It's it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. So I want to talk about your self-esteem summer conference. This sounds super exciting. It's happening June 3rd at the Ritz-Carlton from 1 to 4 p.m. So what exactly is the self-esteem summer conference? All right. So it's this vision, right, Mm -hmm. I have of 
kids, parents, educators, everybody coming together to really understand and learn about the self-esteem at a deeper level, to get this concept of what is self-esteem? Are we talking about looks? No, we're talking about something so much deeper. Mm -hmm. And then who does this impact? Is it just her over there or this one who's making these bad choices? Like, no, it impacts all of us. And is it something that we naturally just born with or not born with? No, it's something we can actually nurture and cultivate. So I'm making sure that people get in this very collected atmosphere, what the self-esteem is, how we need it and use it in our lives, and of course, how to build it. And of course, I love to have some fun. So mm -hmm. the conference has got to be fun. I'm talking about playing games, getting people up on stage, singing songs. So it's it's just this experience that to have with your family or coworkers or whoever you're bringing and just really get out there and have a empowering day of just learning and connecting and just walking away knowing like, man, I actually have some tools and I have things in my hand and my grasp that I can use to empower myself and actually enjoy my life. Is it for men, women, children, adults? What's the age? So we're group? seeing everybody signing up for this. So wow. I've got people as young as six and seven. And I've got, of course, the teenagers. And I've got adults signing up without any kids at all. They're just coming <laughs> solo. So. <Hello. laughs> so it's been really broad. I do get a lot of moms and women. And occasionally you get the dads that are coming out also or, or the male uh, corporate uh, area. So we definitely have a big, broad arena. I would say that you're going to enjoy it if you are playful, you just like lighthearted, self-confidence is something you want to build and learn more about on any level I think it's the conferences for you Truly. when when um someone suffers like um a big loss and their self-esteem gets damaged like how do you differentiate the treatment that you're giving each person because their cause mm -hmm. might be different so does that affect how you treat a person's low self-esteem? For sure, for sure. The, what has caused it is always huge. Mm -hmm. If it's something that I think, let's say in a family, if I think it's something where it's just more rules and structures, structure is needed in the home, mm -hmm. then I'll actually turn to the parents and say, okay, so we've got to work. So you have to confidently be able to say I'm putting these rules and structures in my home in order for your child to respond and feel more confident and more certain. Or I know the expectations in my home and then they behave a little bit better. So first of all, I have to decide who am I actually talking to here? Mm -hmm. Is it the employee? Employer that called me or is it the employees is it the mom that's calling me or is it the child like who is it that I really want to give a lot of most of the tools to and then depending on what it is I'm going to say to myself all right so you've just been exposed to the wrong things let's kind of reprogram and give you a different thought process and for you you're just completely seeing things from a different perspective I'm going to put in a new frame for you and reframe something we call doing a reframe for you so you can see that differently so everybody's going to have something unique I don't have like a Come sit down. This is step one, step two. I don't have that. I'm like, talk to me. Tell mm -hmm. me what you got going on. And then I feel my way through what's the best approach for you. So at this summer um, self-esteem summer conference, since children are going to be there and adults, how are you breaking it down? How are you blending it? Because sometimes the content of what the adults are talking about, the kids have no business being there. True. Is it being broken down into groups or how is how does the conference work? So this is the third year in a row, and I've seen congratulations. Yeah, thank you so Yay. much. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, so I've seen that we've been pretty successful in being able to do it together because I find that the kids hold. 
parents responsible, the parents holding kids responsible, and they're getting the same content at that level. That's cool. Yeah, and if they want something more, Mm -hmm. you know, then of course we can, I do little mom groups, and then we'll sit down and like, you know, have our talk there, and I'll have kids groups separately, but in the actual conference, we're keeping everyone together, and we're playing together, and letting it be a bonding experience also. I think, you know, parents and kids spend enough time apart, let's bring them together, and let's make this a learning experience that they both can kind of feed off of each other, if that's the dynamic. In your personal opinion, who do you think is like the biggest um, reason for people having low self-esteem? Is it possibly the family or friends or is it the world like social media and what we think we should be looking like? And self-esteem, like you said, is not just appearance. It's other things. What do you think affects people's self-esteem the most? Is it themselves (laughs) or like... I think at the end of the day, what ultimately mm-hmm. affects our self-esteem the most is us. It's it's our languaging in our brain. It's what mm-hmm. we're feeding to ourselves. Someone can be mean to me, but if I take that and start to repeat that and let that be basically my my inner voice, it took, mm-hmm. I took your meanness and made it my inner voice. And I'm I have the power to to affect my own self-esteem at the end of the day. But as far as what starts it, the one word that always comes to mind when I hear this question is timing. I think it's timing. I think, you know, we're seeing too much too soon at a too young of an age sometimes. Mm. I think we don't have any idea how to process what we're seeing so early. You know, seeing certain pictures as a young girl, you're like, well, I have to do that picture, but you're like seven, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and um, you're seeing, hearing Doing makeup tutorials. Ex- you know what I mean? Like, you look better than, you know, yeah. than the adults do. And I, I think that sometimes it's just they're trying to jam-pack a lot of adult type of content and adult type of stuff at really, really younger ages. And Mm -hmm. it's just something you're not ready to process. So when you can't master it or when you're not measuring up or then you start to question yourself even more. So how come I don't look like that? And then it starts with that body image. And well, how come they have that and I don't have that? And Mm -hmm. how come all these stars have this and I don't have that? And then that question of self starts so much earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, why not me? That question starts too soon. And if you don't have a foundation that you can work with, with. Like, at least I know this about me. I know that about me. If you don't have that, I mean, you're you're to the wolves because you get eaten alive and that self-esteem just tanks. So even though you're a doctor um, teaching people how to program their brains and the, the, the brain language, I should say the language of the brain, what in the process of you becoming a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, did you learn? Like, what was your biggest lesson? Because, like, even people in positions or learning or whatever, everybody's self-esteem is not up to par in some slight way, shape, or form. Of course. So what were some of the lessons that you learned? Because now you have to teach other people have awesome self-esteem. Right. <laughs> I think I've learned a couple of things. Number one, be easy on yourself. Mm. Like, we got to take it easy on ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves. I think We're our worst definitely- enemies. What? So, the worst I really think that's the first step is like, just just give yourself a break, number mm-hmm. one. And number two, what I've learned personally is I have to become what it is that I want to teach. Mm-hmm. So it's never about me being on this side and I don't have to do this stuff. I'm just showing you. It's mm-hmm. as much as I tell you to journal, I'm at home journaling. And as much as I'm telling you, I know the roller coaster goes up and then the roller coaster goes down. I'm telling you, my roller coaster went up and it went down and it's, <laughs> you know, so I'm I, to just recognize that we're human mm-hmm. and and I learned that about myself that I can do this. I can do this. And it's okay to some days just not feel 100%. Mm-hmm. It's just not okay to be okay staying there. You yeah. can't be okay. Don't build your house in that place and decide this is where I'm going to live. Just mm-hmm. recognize it as it's an experience. It's a moment. And and going forward with that. And I want to add, my my doctorate is, uh, is actually in divinity. So I took a spiritual 
element of my studies mm. to recognize, all right, so let's let's tap in. So it was actually an honorary doctorate, not academically earned. So I had to go on this whole spiritual journey wow. of myself, my own. So you truly found out the inner depths <laughs> oh, of yeah. Simone Get It Together. Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was actually at my lowest when I became mm. my strongest because I mm. think when you, you know, have to search then you find, you start finding and you're like, wait, so I can do this. And Mm -hmm. so, wow. All right. And then you take hold of your life and you're like, all right, I got this. And that's what I want people to get. It's like, you got this. And there's something inside of you that will help fuel you along if you tap into it and just believe in yourself for everything. Not just how you look, not just how Mm -hmm. you sound, not just what you're wearing, not your money, everything. Mm -hmm. And when you tap into that, it's like a lifeline that just doesn't quit. Like, (laughs) it just don't quit. So when when you studied um, a doctor in divinity, you said? Yeah, an honorary doctor. Honorary doctor in divinity. How important do you think, is that, is divinity the same thing as spirituality, right? Yeah, for sure. How important is spirituality? Like, I remember a personal story. I was going all over the place in high school, cutting class, whatever. And then my mom and my grandmother found out and I got caught. And so my grandmother was so upset with me because she saw my mom like so sad about, because I was very academic and sports and this, and I just wanted to throw it out the window. I don't care. I want to go ride the trains in New York and hang out in the village. um, (laughs) And my grandmother said, Cindy, like, you have to have faith. And I didn't understand at the time I'm 16. I'm like, what is she talking about? But she said, like, if you're walking around with no faith, then you're not walking around. You're just a dead, empty carcass walking around. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was like, okay, I will. Like, I didn't get it. Right. But it's so true. So how important is that honorary doctorate in divinity to keep people, spirituality, like, how important is that? It's vital. It literally is the oxygen. It's like Mm -hmm. it's the step one. And I think once we have that to tap into, you really get this sense that you're invincible, not meaning like that, you know, nothing will ever go wrong or Mm -hmm. not meaning you're never going to be sad. Right. I feel like when we start going down this road of positive thinking and being happy and empowered, people start to get really black and white about it. Like, so you're either miserable (laughs) or you are floating. Yeah, you're like floating through the unicorns. See, it doesn't work. (laughs) Right. So I want us to get into that that middle point where we mm-hmm. realize, listen, it's balance. It's balance. And if we start with spirituality, it is literally like, you know, what is flowing through me? The essence mm. of me is good. And that to me, when I say I am, when I say it's such a deeper place, I'm not talking about just like the physical I am. I'm yeah. talking about I am yeah. at a fundamental level. So when we do that and take that with us to the mirror and do that affirmation, right? Like we we're talking about earlier, all of a sudden it's just like, ooh, ooh, I am. Am like, oh, I am strong. Like, oh, I can do, you know, and you start to feel on a different level. So for me, it's primary. And sometimes people don't want to talk about that. So I'll take it to a little science level. I'll take it to like psychology, but Mm -hmm. I'm sneaking it in there somewhere. Uh, And and you have to have faith. Me, this is my personal opinion. You have to have faith to believe that it is going to get better. It's not happening to hurt you, Agreed. but it's happening to grow you, to make you stronger for the 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 highness that you're going to be on. Like, uh-huh. if you're not strong when you're up there, then you're not going to remain up there. Exactly. So it's so like part of the steps. Yeah, the part of the steps. 100. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I really think that if we can get people to 
really recognize that and understand that and appreciate that, mm-hmm. they're going to see that it's not just this like airy fairy, oh, I have faith, and you get to talk about <laughs> it. And you're just like, I have faith. Jesus it's loves Jesus, me. You know what I mean? Like, so look at me, you know, I'm faithful. No, it's literally like when you feel that, when you really feel that, mm-hmm. You behave differently. So again, we coming back to outcomes and behavior and 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 how we and perform. respond differently. That's that's what I'm mm. saying. So when mm-hmm. we say, okay, I want this goal, and then something happens in the process, mm-hmm. and you're able to say to yourself, okay, so I have faith this is going to work out. When you take that stance, your brain starts to go to work, and whether you want to call it inspiration coming in or you generating ideas, but stuff goes to work to say, well, if I already believe it's going to work out, my next steps are going to be steps that show. I believe this is about to work out. So I'm going to take that next chance. I'm going to make that phone call. I'm going to study five more minutes. I'm going to do what I have to do because I'm feeling it. But if I've dejected, like, oh, you know... There's no faith. There's no nothing. Then I'm just not going to put my all in it. I'm just not gonna Ooh, I feel so woo. <laughs> and if you feel woo, because you just heard this last 25 minutes of Community Matters, I want you to make sure right now you it's actually happening later today. It's the Self-Esteem Summer Conference at the Ritz-Carlton, 1 to 4 p.m. Tickets are only $10.00. For general entry, yes. VIP are $25. And to get tickets, go to right now, I'm giving, get a pen, <laughs> go to the self esteem doctor and doctor spelled out, D O C T O R dot com. That's the self esteem doctor.com. Where can they follow you on social media? Oh, at the self esteem doctor.com on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. So everything, the self esteem doctor.com is the, is the site to get tickets for today's self esteem summer conference. Dr. Simone Alicia, thank you so much for stopping by. Oh, you you are truly so helped me this morning, <laughs> making me know I am. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Super Cindy, appreciate you. All right, that's the end of Community Matters. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning, 6 to 10 a.m., as I'm part of the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Have a great Sunday.